I'm Charlie Melcher, founder and director of the Future of Storytelling. And I'd like to welcome you to this episode of the FOST podcast. Today, the theater industry is weathering an economic hit of seismic proportions. The COVID pandemic has caused the complete shuttering of all theaters for over a year now. And it's not clear when they'll be allowed to reopen and when they do, how audiences will feel about gathering into large groups packed into tight rows. In conditions such as these, those who survive and thrive are the ones who are willing to experiment boldly and pursue new paths for their medium. I couldn't be more thrilled to have two such innovators as my guests today. Two people who are on the very sharpest point of the cutting edge, building fascinating new futures for live theater. Sarah Ellis is the Director of Digital Development at the Royal Shakespeare Company. Based in England, the RSC is one of the world's preeminent theater companies, and under Sarah's leadership, they have also become one of the most innovative theater companies on the planet. Their experiments include mounting Shakespeare plays entirely on social media, creating mixed reality productions using Magic Leap headsets, and incorporating projection mapping and performance capture into live stage shows. Joining Sarah is Robin McNicholas, founder and director of immersive art collective Marshmallow Laser Feast. Over the years, Marshmallow Laser Feast has become a fixture at FOST events through their constant leadership in tech-driven storytelling, from augmented and virtual reality to haptic technology and beyond. I would embarrass Robin if I were to list Marshmallow Laser Feast's cascade of awards and accolades, but suffice it to say, they are amongst the world's foremost creators of the immersive future. Over the past year, the Royal Shakespeare Company and Marshmallow Laser Feast have joined forces to create Dream, an interactive virtual adaptation of Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream, where live actors puppet animated characters and the audience gets to participate by controlling sprites in the play's enchanted forest. The show will run online from March 12th through March 20th. It's productions like Dream that give me great hope for the future of storytelling. And so I am thrilled to welcome Sarah and Robin to the FOST podcast. Sarah Ellis, Robin McNichols, it's such a delight to have you both on the Future of Storytelling podcast. Welcome. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you for having us. So I thought today we would sit and talk a little bit about the reinvention of theater in the digital age. And I couldn't have two better people in the world to be here for this discussion with me than the two of you. Um, so first of all, Sarah, this is not your first time working in the reinvention of theater in the digital age. That That's your day job, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's our day job and it's also... We reimagine every time we do a production. So in the digital age is the age we're in right, right now. It's only right that we we explore the future of live performance with the new tools and technologies we have available and also collaborate with, I'd say, the people that are 
innovating with them and doing amazing things with them, such as Robin and his team at Marshmallow Laser Feast. And Robin, tell us a little bit about Marshmallow Laser Feast and the, the digital work that you have all been doing. Well, uh, Marshmallow Laser Feast, we've been exploring new forms of storytelling and our work generally is shown in cultural spaces, often in a live context. We're in just such an amazing age where cross-disciplinary practices where technology effectively builds bridges between different departments. Those bridges are joining whole different areas of the cultural sector. So theatre is now able to connect with gaming and music has been able to embed itself that, of course, is commonplace in in both theatre and game, but in different ways. Mm. First of all, it's why Marshmallow Laser Feast is one of those companies that we so revere at the future of storytelling, because you are very much exactly in that space that we're in, which is the celebration of the interconnection of these different fields, and also the changing nature of of the audience and being able to create stories that are immersive and multisensorial and give new perspectives. Um, I should just say that we are huge fans, and it's why we've been so honored to have you at the summit in the past. So, Sarah, asking you a little bit about some of the efforts that you've led uh, at the Royal Shakespeare Company in terms of creating digital performances or different kinds of performances using technology. Yes, so I've been at the Royal Shakespeare Company for the past 10 years. And in that time, we've explored a series of sort of provocations and questions around new technologies coming into the theatre-making toolkit. And that's ranging from the content we make, the stages that we are performing on, and also we are extending a toolkit for artists that have innovated for decades in the company, but also with our playwright and resident Shakespeare for hundreds of years. The latest collaboration is celebrating something broader, I think, than theatre. As Robin says, it's the convergence of technology and the convergence of craft and the convergence of skill and ambition and scale. Not only are we expanding what we can do as theatre practitioners, but we're looking at the new forms that are evolving in this age. And that's really exciting. So just to make it clear for people who are listening... This is a production that is online and it is taking place in an Unreal gaming engine. It's built in that. And the actors are wearing motion capture suits so that they can real-time puppet virtual characters or, or yeah, virtual characters in the virtual world that your audience is watching wherever they are with their computers. Effectively, dream... It's an exploration into new convergent forms where a myriad of different experts and practitioners have been brought into a space who uh, have the shared goal of taking the DNA of A Midsummer Night's Dream, presenting a story world live to an online audience who can access it through their phones, their tablets, and engage and interact with a live production. There are 10 performances over eight days in March, from the 12th to the 20th. 
what we're doing is working in a space in, in Portsmouth in the south of England that's got this extraordinary mocap facility. You know, we're seeing the, the end of green screen and the birth of a whole new way of, of, of filmmaking. And, of course, projection is used in theatre, music um, uh, productions as well. A couple of years ago, live motion capture was a pipe dream. And we're at the stage now where we're getting quite extraordinary results out of, um, out of the performers. I'm so interested in, in this idea of the reinvention of Shakespeare, particularly accelerated by COVID right now, by the, by the pandemic, by the fact that we can't gather at all as an audience, um, and how essential audience has always been, or that sense of being in a group of people, in, in watching something live, has always been so essential to the success of theater. Robin, how, how have you gone about trying to address that uh, with Dream? The way that we've approached this is to recognize that you can't replace the life, but we can certainly explore uh, new territories that can complement it. We knew from the offset this is not a replacement for uh, the theater itself. It's an exploration into a new area where we can expose immersive technologies to theater, expose techniques and ways of engaging with audiences in a completely different way that are not shackled by geographic constraints. The actual creation of this production is in the live context. We're learning every day. And what's wonderful is the sense of live is something that we're trying to capture. Of course, you can look at theatre online as a live stream, but what we've presented ourselves with are new questions like, well, look, we, where, can, where can we push this? Where can we explore that is beyond just a linear stream? And of course, interactivity is a big part of that. Bringing interactivity and the audience in as active agents, um, which is something that from very early on in my career, I've just been obsessed with. And especially and importantly, with the performers themselves, and we're so human-centric, it has to be about the human beings that are carrying these characters and carrying the audience through this journey. Sarah, tell us about the origins of this new production, Dream. This was something that started pre-pandemic, correct? And then was accelerated to, to come out this March? That's right. So Dream is part of a funded program called Audience of the Future, which is funded by um, UK Research and Innovation. And a few years ago, we brought together a consortium of amazing, amazing practitioners, um, ourselves, Marshmallow Laser Feast, Manchester International Festival, Philharmonia Orchestra, Punch Drunk, were the arts organisations. And within that, we also partnered up with Magic Leap, Intel Studios, Epic Games, and then a host of research partners. Um, we were due to do a performance in Stratford-upon-Avon with uh, real audiences last June. Uh, the pandemic hit and lockdown happened and we had to stop production. That was a production that sadly couldn't happen and won't happen and we had to grieve that. And I think it's a huge testament to this work that the cutting-edge technology is all in the making of it. The scale and ambition is all in the making of it too and the layers upon layers of technologies that are coming together, whether that's traditional 
and whether that's new technology. But what's really important is how it's how it's received by an audience is, is accessible and inclusive, whether that's your desktop, your mobile or your tablet. Is this something that you think would be uh, a stage you could reuse for other productions? Uh, Robin was starting to suggest perhaps it was something that could be incorporated into a live production. Is this is this towards a hybrid between analog and digital theater? Well, I think it's not just about the stage now, and that's what I've really welcomed, you know, seeing. It's actually about the world. It's about the world and the world building, and it's about the experience. The sort of looking at the world and then how you travel in that world is very much a, a new space for us as a company, as a theatre company. But it's certainly not necessarily a new space if you come from a gaming world or if you come from a world that's that's using using the world as your starting point. And I think that if we look at where people are congregating and convening in person in real life, but also virtually, we can see a huge shift where those convening places are. Now, we, we look at the rituals around that, but also f- from a creative standpoint, we have to look at how you how you approach it. And I think that it's been wonderful to look at the creative team and how they've navigated this particular challenge at this time with, with Dream. And I think certainly even a year's time, if you spoke to that creative team later, there would be more there to, to explore. We're, we're embracing techniques from gaming, from film, definitely from immersive theatre. I think the, it's important to recognise that this story world that we create we can syndicate it in different ways and and it exposes new realizations <laughs> it exposes this opportunity to think crikey you know this is a live show but because it's created in unreal engine it, it could exist in a very different way through a, a vr headset let's say at the moment we're focusing on the beast of the live production, but Marshmallow Laser Feast's working process is not like film, for example, um, where you shoot a film, edit it, lock it, distribute it. Our work, when we put it out into the world, adapts to user interaction. And it is a living organism in itself that allows us to iterate, much like how games iterate and theatre iterates. One of the beautiful things about theatre is that no show is ever the same. You know, there's these nuanced, unique moments in time. And this is one of the things that, certainly in, in a very different way, Marshmallow Laser Feast have been very interested in. You know, how do we cultivate a live experience that is unique to an audience for that moment? I'm always amazed by the way you look at the world some of the other experiences of Marshmallow Laser Feast that I've been able to do have had me in the in the perspective of an insect. Uh, it's had me as a perspective of a molecule moving through a tree. These are ways of thinking about the world in different scales and from different vantage points or perspectives that are not uh, the norm for human beings. Why has that always been something that you've tried to do at Marshmallow Laser Feast? I think we're interested in nudging people into different headspaces. I think sensory perception is an interest that has been swishing around the MLF studio. 
There was a question that emerged from lots of development sessions at MLF that I've really held close, which was just a spontaneous question about whether dolphins dreamt in sonar. I think it reflects on the natural curiosity and it reflects on human existence. It's just the shake of a dice that we have two eyes, two ears, and an ability to reach out and, and, and feel the world through our fingertips. But it could have been a very different scenario, you know. And I think that our connection to the natural world and just a celebration of the, where we are at this point in time and how stories are extraordinarily important to us and how that and the dream world, in fact, plays a part in, in storytelling. And dreams, of course, are really sensory experiences sometimes and abstract, but they tell us something personal about each and every one of us. There's an area where dreams and perception and our understanding of, of the world around us is, is just something that it, it just really interests us and sparks so much curiosity within our organisation. And I'm, I just know for sure that there are commonalities that the team at the RSC, the Philharmonia and uh, MIF also celebrate. It's, it's something just so universal. We couldn't agree more. At Future of Storytelling, we certainly celebrate the more immersive and multisensorial storytelling of the experiential age, of, of the experience economy, connecting us in a kind of universal way to all, all living beings, including plants and, and trees, but also at the same time drawing into question how we perceive the world and the faithfulness of our perceptions. And I think that's a beautiful tie back to Shakespeare because I would say that that's one of his themes and certainly one of the ones explored in A Midsummer Night's Dream, questioning your, your perceptions and reality, the, the role of magic in that, in that production and, and even just the fact that it, it ends with Puck reminding the audience that if you're not happy with this production, well, don't worry, it was really just a dream anyway. It seems to me that you were all very intentional at RSC about choosing Marshmallow Laser Feast as a partner for this for this production. Absolutely. And I think the play, it, there's just so much about the play that it, it just gives you so much in terms of the human world and the the spirit world and the world in flux and the n nature and environment and, you know, the scenes between the human world and the spirit world messing with each other. Creating a production in a pandemic, you can't help but notice some of the parallels with the play. At the time the play was written, there were their own climate catastrophes taking place. Similar predicaments exposed to human beings at, at that point. Very prescient. Sarah, I've heard you talk before about how Shakespeare was an innovator. Uh, technologically speaking, would, would try different things and pushing sort of the technological limits of theater in his day. Can you tell us a little bit about that, about how Shakespeare has been an innovator? Um, yeah, I mean... Some amazing ab academics, for example, Jim Shapiro, write so eloquently and speak so wonderfully 
about the entrepreneurialism of Shakespeare and and the working with the tools that he had, but also, you know, collaborating uh, with other writers or with other practitioners um, to put the plays on and develop the work the way he did. We have huge amounts of documentation around his his ambitions and and yes he enjoyed working with the most cutting edge technology of his day speaking with others that were at that time traveling around the world and bringing back stories and and tools and new foods um, to experience and then if we look at the innovation of the printing press that is how that is how we have his place today and in 2023, it will be the anniversary of the first folio. That is, you know, that is how we have these plays. So let me ask, where do you think this is all headed? When you close your eyes and you dream about the future of this type of entertainment and experience and understanding that right now it's just early days and this is an early experiment, paint a picture for me, either of you, of what you think the experience of an interactive theatrical production might look like some years down the road? I think lines are blurring. And so the line between the performer and the audience member is blurring. Looking at at future narrative works, without question, there's going to be so much more personalization. I want us to realize that these are living stories that, that can twist and turn and evolve and go in all kinds of wonderful places depending on audience engagement as well. And I, I think that there's the opportunity to reach global audiences as well and, and thinking about how um, geographic constraints are just completely obliterated by um, a connected world. Sarah, Robin speaks so eloquently about the potential for creators to use these new tools. And I think about what RSC has been. You, you talk about a community of uh, directors and set designers and costume makers and your artist and your, your playwright in residence, uh, Bill Shakespeare. I wonder if you think at all about how to help the audience of the future evolve, if this audience is going to have more agency, if they're going to have more of a role, what is RSC's responsibility or opportunity for that part of your community? I think the RSC's responsibility will always be what the promise of theatre is. I think that that's in its DNA and that's at its core. But I think more broadly, what it enables is, at this time, is the world building not only for the, the creative the creatives and the creators of this work, but also the audiences. And I think that's what Dream does, is it starts a conversation, and that's its purpose, is to be very, very on the the horizon. Alongside that, we're seeing persistent narrative. And currently, the forms that we've had before hold narrative, but they don't think about living narrative. And I think that some of the work is looking at living narrative, evolving narrative. I think that once we get the forms and we utilise the technologies and, and connect some of those technologies together, our audiences are, are will be very comfortable with that because they're already living those narratives. They're just receiving the content in kind of book form still. We're moving to a place where we're 
we're separating we're, no proscenium you know we're getting rid of what separates the audience from the stage we're we're going to empower people to play roles if it, stories have always played that role in our lives which is to let us imagine and and have a safe way to experience different worlds different characters uh, different scenarios and perhaps this future that we're talking about is one where where all the world is a stage and all the men and women merely players to quote again from Shakespeare as you like it just that inversion of who is a player and who is an audience and the opportunities to experience through these interactive forms of storytelling and media to try on many roles to experience many different worlds and to have all sorts of different adventures that you can experience yourself um, not just passively watching but in some form of embodied acting or or I'm not even sure that's the right right word playing absolutely I think the empowerment of the audience part of that process is just sharing and the dialogue between makers and audience members and and there's been a really solid research arm on this production that has allowed for that analysis to take place allow us to ask questions about what is it that audiences are looking for who are these audiences and how can we reach them as well well i will just think i think this is a beautiful place for us to to end the conversation today and let me just say how excited i am for the work that you are both doing how appreciative i am for the experiments and the innovations that that you're bringing the risks that you're taking and there's that old um, ex- expression about um Let's let's get a group of people together and put on a play. Well, there's no one I'd rather put on a play with than than the two of you. So thank you for being with us today. Well, thank you, Charlie, and obviously Marshmallow Laser Feast are major fast fans, and um, we can't wait to uh, for the many um, adventures. IRL um, that, that we hope to have with you guys down the line. My sincerest thanks to both Sarah and Robin for joining me today. I don't know about you, but I can't wait to experience Dream, which is showing online from March 12th to the 20th. If you'd like to purchase tickets, you can find a link to do so and also learn more about the Royal Shakespeare Company and Marshmallow Laser Feast by visiting this episode's page on the Future of Storytelling website at fost.org or by following the link in this episode's description. Thank you so much for listening to the Future of Storytelling podcast, produced in partnership with our friends at Charts and Leisure. If you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast give us a review, and share our show with a friend. I hope you'll join us in a couple of weeks for another deep dive into the world of storytelling. Until then, please stay safe, be strong, and story on. Storytelling.